Well, hey everyone, welcome to the podcast. I am so excited about all that God is doing here. Last week and the week before were my biggest weeks ever here on the podcast. So thank you so much for sharing it and telling your friends about it, posting about it on social media. You guys are helping get the word out and I can't tell you thank you enough. Hey, if you are listening to this in real time within a Um, a few days of this podcast being released. I just put out my new shirts and I absolutely love them. I think they're my favorite shirts I've done so far. Um, I have a few left on my website and I would love it if you jumped over and grabbed one for yourself. Um, They say she leads um, because I truly believe that God is wanting to see a company of women rising up and leading in whatever capacity they find themselves in. Maybe it's in your business, in your community, in your family, with your friends, um, whatever it is, I just believe that God is calling women to step up and take a place of leadership. And so it's more than a shirt. It's a declaration to uh, women to take their place, that there is a seat for them at the table. So, hey, today we are talking about vision. I'm talking about you having a vision for your life. And I talk to so many people and I am amazed at how many people do not know what they want. You know, vision is simply this. It's knowing the end from the very beginning. And uh, my friends and I, we love going to Starbucks. Who doesn't? It's one of my favorite things. And uh, in fact, we were in such an intense um, debate the other day over stars in a competition of how many stars we had that one of the girls who shall remain nameless at our office got a Starbucks credit card so she could get a bonus 6,500 stars to surpass us. And so anyways, it was really funny. But Um, I love Starbucks and whenever we go we're always just caught up in talking and hanging out and having fun in the car and then we get up to the place where you order and the lady says you know how can I help you today and every single time we are shocked at her request and panic ensues in the car because none of us are prepared to order and we always say I'm so sorry we weren't prepared for this like we didn't see this coming. And as funny as that is, I think about in our life that that is exactly what it's like. In Matthew, Jesus says that whatever we ask for when we pray, that he'll give it to us. And I think the problem is a lot of us are just like us in the drive-thru. We're having fun. We're enjoying life. We are doing what um, we feel like we're supposed to do. And we're on this journey, but we're getting there and we don't even know what we want. And because of that, I think we're disappointed in what life's giving us. Because if we don't order, somebody else will order for us, right? And um, I love this, that I heard it said a long time ago that your life is either headed the direction that God has for you, or it's headed in the direction that somebody else has for you. And so your life is going somewhere. And I think a lot of us don't know where we're called to be. We do not have a vision for our life. I love this quote by Mark Twain. He says, I can teach anybody how to get what they want out of life. The problem is that I can't find anybody who can tell me what they want. And oh my gosh, like if there's ever been a more true statement, it's that right there. And if you are feeling disappointed or let down or feeling like things are not coming up, um, well, we'll just say it this way. You feel like they're coming up short. I want to ask you, 
Do you even know what you want? Do you even have a vision for what there is? Because a lot of times we are searching for goals that are so ambiguous that if they showed up in our life tomorrow, we wouldn't even recognize it. People will say things like, I want more money. Okay, well, you can find 50 cents by the end of the day and you have more money than you had at the beginning of the day. Or people will say, I just want to grow. Okay, well, if you grow a half a percent this year, then your business has grown. But I think all of us are saying ambiguous things and we're wondering why we're frustrated with the direction of our life. So I'm going to give you four things about what a vision does for your life. Four things about what a vision does for your life. This is so good. Okay, number one is it reveals the unknown. It reveals the unknown. In Proverbs 29, 18, it says, Without prophetic vision, people abandon restraint, but those who obey the law are happy. I love in the word it says this in Isaiah 46, 10. It says, God knows the end from the beginning. See, vision will show you where you're going to end up so you can have faith for the middle. I have never in all my times of flying ever gotten to the airport and had it where they tell me that, the flight was delayed and me just say, you know what? Just forget it. I'm just not going to go to Disney. I'm just not going to go to New York. Just forget it. It's fine. And walked out of the airport. Why? Because I know that a flight delayed is not a flight denied. And a lot of us are feeling like a promise delayed is a promise denied. But when you have a vision for your life, it reveals the unknown. It doesn't tell you every step in the journey. It doesn't tell you how long the the delay is going to be for. It doesn't tell you all the different steps, right? But it does tell you where you are eventually going to end up. And I know in my life, I remember whenever God called me um, to preach and he showed me um, back when I very first got saved, I had somebody um, prophesy over me and prophetic word is this. It's just announcing God's plan and his purpose over your life. And, and they told me, they're like, I see you writing books and I see you on TVs all over the nation. And I see you speaking on huge um, platforms and large conferences. Well, goodness, I thought, well, first thought was they've got the wrong person. And then my second thought was, okay, well, if God said this, then it's just going to be a matter of time and these things are going to show up in my life. And I can tell you that 18 years later, I am just now starting to see those things begin to manifest in my life. And I say that to say this, that the vision reveals the unknown to give us faith for the middle. And there's been times where I felt overlooked or forgotten by God. And I go back to that vision and remind myself where the end is going to end up, where God is actually taking me, even when I feel like I'm lost in the process. The second thing that a vision does for your life is it inspires you to persevere. It inspires you to persevere. I love this by Lance Armstrong. He said, there's a point in every race when a rider encounters his real opponent and understands that it's himself. I want to tell you that your greatest enemy against the vision and the dream in your heart and in your life is not the people who've declined to publish your stuff, isn't the people who rejected your business plan at the bank. It's not all the things that you think it is. It's not the family who doesn't believe in you. It's not the friends that didn't support you. The greatest 
enemy of your dreams is you because you spend more time with you than anybody else. And a true vision for your life will inspire you to persevere. I love all through the Psalms, you read about David and it says, I will say unto the Lord. He says over and over again about that. And what I get from that is this, is David was really good at pushing himself through, reminding himself of the vision in really hard times. Let me just tell you, there is not a question of if you're going to have hard days. You are going to have hard days. There are going to be doors that close. There are going to be opportunities that don't pan out. There are going to be people that overpromise and underdeliver. But at the end of the day, a true vision for your life, when you truly believe that if God said it, won't he do it, then you will begin to hold on to that and encourage yourself in the Lord in the midst of hard times. A faith with an expiration date is not faith at all. A faith with an expiration date is not faith at all. And a lot of times what we do is we put a timeline on God and we say, okay, God, if everything doesn't show up in my life by this time, I quit. And I'll just tell you that God cares nothing about your timeline. In fact, the Bible says that a day is a thousand years and a thousand years is a day. Like God does not, um, he's not seeing things in linear time like we are. He is outside of time. And in your life, you have to know that the vision for your life is worth you staying the course no matter what. Because here's the thing, is that if God gave me the vision, then man can't take it away from me. If God gave me the vision, the bank can't decline it. If God's given me the vision, then nobody can can stand between me and it. I just have to commit that no matter what, I'm going to persevere. See, if it was easy, everyone would be doing it. If it was easy, everybody would have already gotten there. But here's the thing. It's not easy. And the journey is hard. Um, I love that Jesus, even in telling his disciples, he says, there's a narrow path and there's a broad path. The broad path is the path of quitters. It's the path of least resistance. It's the path that looks comfortable and it's driven by your own feelings and what's ever just convenient. And then there's the narrow path. And the narrow path is difficult and it takes discipline. It takes perseverance. But I want to tell you that that path has so much more reward and so much more promise, but you have to be willing to stay the course. Okay. Um, uh, one of the things I love, and this is by Joyce Meyer, and I absolutely adore her. Um, She said a long time ago, and it's always stood out in my mind, that she decided that she didn't have to be the most talented. She didn't have to be the most gifted. She didn't have to have the biggest platform. She said, I just realized that I have to be the last one standing because eventually God would run out of options and he would pick me. And now Joyce Meyer has one of the largest uh, ministries in Christian, uh, Christian ministries, and she's reaching so many people all over the world. And I often think it's all because she didn't quit. She didn't quit. She stayed the course. And I know for me in 18 years, you know, I've just stayed the course. I keep showing up to what God's called me to do. And along the way, I've seen so many people quit. So many people just fall off. And it makes it makes me so sad. And I just want to challenge you that wherever you are, just keep pressing. Keep holding on to the vision that God's shown you. Because the vision is there and it's going to come to pass. And your job's just to live out the middle waiting for the end. Just keep being faithful right where you're at. The third thing I want to tell you about that a vision does is that it gives discipline to obtain it. It gives discipline to obtain it. 
I love this in Ecclesiastes chapter 5, uh, verse 3. It says, a dream comes with much business and painful effort. Oh my gosh, if there was ever a truer verse than that, I do not know what it is. For a dream comes with much business and painful effort. See, here's the thing is you are going to have to hustle. The saying, good things come to those who wait, is an absolute lie. Good things come to those who work really freaking hard. Good things come to the people who wake up early and keep pressing late. The good things come to the people who decide to go the extra mile. Good things come to the people who just keep showing up. I love this. It's better put really by Abraham Lincoln. He says, things may come to those who wait, but only the things left behind by those who hustle. Oh my gosh, that's so good, right? Okay, I want to challenge you in this. I want you to begin to pray like it depends on God and work like it depends on you. See, here's the thing, is you think if I had the money they have and then the people they have I would be successful but here's the thing no you wouldn't you you just you need to keep working with the money you have and the people you have and that is where success shows up nothing that you need isn't already in your life if you don't have it you don't need it and so the more disciplined I am with what I have in my hand the more God will begin to increase me and put more in my life and a lot of times more isn't showing up in my life because I haven't had maximum utilization of everything that's in my realm and in my network right now so I want to ask you what's the connections that you do have what's the money that you do have who are the people that God has put into your life. You know, one of the things that one of my business coaches um, told me a long time ago, they said, Crystal, our minds will just get caught up in this cycle of measuring everything that we don't have in our life. And what happens is, see, there's excuses and there are reasons. Excuses always live in the present. Reasons always exist in our past. And a lot of times we give excuses for why we're not getting ahead. And the excuses, excuses are usually based in lack. And it focuses on what we do not have. It's a scarcity mindset. And here's the thing is that God, every single time in the Bible, when he showed up and did a miracle, he used what they already had. And I want to tell you that the miracle is in your house. The people you need, you already have. And so I want you to just begin to brainstorm all the ideas of the people and the connections that you have. What is around you that you could use better? What are the things that are right there, the resources, the connections that you have that you could better use? See, if your vision isn't worth you waking up a little bit early and staying late, then I'll just tell you that you need a bigger vision. And the discipline you have to use what you have in your life right now is the best gift you can give the world and you can give the Lord. See, God is not a genie in the lamp. At some point, you are going to have to act. You're going to have to step out and join the gym. You're going to have to decide to start saving money. You're going to have to choose to update your resume and then send it out to people if you want a different job. You're going to have to make the choice that you're going to step up and you're going to preach the message. We're going to have to step out and write the book even though you don't have the title for it. Here's the thing is that if you wait for this perfect scenario to show up your life before you take action, you're never going to act. And discipline is utilizing what you already have. You know, it was a few weeks ago, 
And I really felt like the Lord just telling me, like, he wanted me to step up on my workouts. And Brian is, like, so amazing. Like, he works an hour, an hour and a half. Like, every time he works out, it's an hour and a half at least. Like, it's so dumb. And for me, I just, I don't have, I don't have that. Like, I can't even fathom working out for an hour and a half, let alone an hour. Like, there's just no way. And so, finally, like, God just kept, like, pressing me that I want you to work out five days a week. I want you to really start getting serious about your health. And I I was like, okay, God. And then finally it hit me. I'm comparing my discipline to his discipline. And that's not a fair comparison. I need to just do what I can do and let him do what he can do. And so I started working out five days a week and I just stopped setting the timer. Sometimes it looks like 15 minutes. Sometimes it looks like an hour. Sometimes it's 30 minutes. But here's the thing is that a workout I finish is better than a workout that I didn't finish. And so something is better than nothing. And for a lot of you, you've been shying away from discipline because you have this line in your mind that you're not really doing it unless I'm not really a writer unless I write 2,000 words. Here's the thing is I wrote my book by going 15 minutes at a time. Literally, I started deciding that I'm going to set a timer every single day and I'm going to have it go off and then I'm going to stop whatever I'm doing and I'm going to write for 15 minutes. And you know what happened is as I began to write in that 15 minutes, my time began to grow and little by little my book got done. I want to challenge you that what What you need, you already have. Discipline is just using what's in your life consistently. So I hope you're getting something out of this. I want to tell you the last thing. Number four is a vision pulls you to the finish line. A vision pulls you to the finish line. I love Matthew 25, 23. Jesus says this, well done, good and faithful servant. Well done. Not well thought, not well planned, not well talked about, but well done, thy good and faithful servant. Here's the thing, is that at some point, you have to choose to start. You have to take the first step. And I love that a vision pulls us to the finish line. Whenever I ran my first half marathon, uh, there was the sweetest lady in my church, and her name is Lauren, and she found out that I was going to run my first half marathon, and she showed up that day, and she kept showing up on different mile markers. Her being a runner, she knew how hard it was going to be at mile six, at mile nine. And at every point in the journey, she had a sign that she had made for me and she was waving it. And she would encouragingly tell me, hey, don't worry, keep going. I'm going to see you at mile nine. I'm going to see you at the finish line. And me knowing that there was somebody there waiting for me to cheer me on helped me push past when things got really hard. I remember whenever I crossed mile nine and I had crossed the hill and she was there and she let me know that she was going to be waiting on the finish line. All I could think about for the next four miles was I got to keep going because I know that Lauren's going to be waiting for me. She's going to be cheering for me. She's cheering for me right now as though I've already crossed. I love in Hebrews, it tells us that we are surrounded by so great a crowd of witnesses. And I want to tell you that there are a champions of influence in the heavenly realm that are cheering you on that already believe in you and they're waiting to see you cross the finish line of faith they want to see you achieve everything in your heart and I want to challenge
challenge you that just like me, I could hear the cheers of the crowd. I want you to spend time in prayer and know that the God who's for you is more than those who are against you. And as you begin to believe that all of heaven is behind you, that God in his infinite goodness is on your side, then that will help you push through to the finish line. And I believe and declare your best things are ahead, that God's going to do such incredible things in and through your life as you begin to clarify the vision for your life. I hope that um, inspired you and got you motivated. I know it did me. I feel like I'm like ready to take a lap right now. Um, So hey, if this podcast inspired you, if you're not already, can you just take a second and subscribe? If you've never left a review on iTunes or wherever you're listening to this at. Um, can you take a moment and leave a review? It just helps other people know um, what we're doing here on this podcast, that it matters and that's changing lives. And it means so, so much to me. If you could do that, that would be amazing. And as always, share it with other people. And hey, let's do something awesome for God this week.